Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 27 of the All In Football Fantasy Premier League podcast show. I'm your host, Alex Rex, the self-proclaimed FPL guru. And joining me today, all honest Todd, is Scott Williams. Scott, how are you doing? Hi, not too bad. Thanks, pal. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, fresh off the back of forgetting the deadline and accidentally captaining Saka, so that was fun. That's all right. Um, I mean, you, you don't put enough hours into this a week to just remember the very basic, even I remember the deadline. Uh, so, you know, it's when I even, Len, even Len Deacon remembers the deadline. Right? He did so. as well. It's when I remind everyone that it's an early deadline and then I get sidetracked and then forget it. My, uh, my wife hated being around me on Sunday. Uh, guys, thank you ever so much for everyone who is tuning in. Uh, don't forget to like the video, please, and subscribe to the channel. And don't forget to share the video as well if you like it with any of your, your pals and uh, to like us and follow us on social media, on All of Football Pod, All of Football P, on Twitter, Instagram, and when I do them, TikToks. So today we're going to just cover off um, Game Week 32 and we're going to look forward to Game Week 33. Uh, a lot of questions coming in, quite a few injuries. Obviously, Chelsea have been knocked out of the Champions League. A lot of different things happening and, and also the FA Cups this weekend as well. So there's a few permutations that can occur. Uh, so we're going to cover off those, look at the fixtures um, moving forward for the rest of the season, talk a little bit of strategy um, and yeah, just um, cover, off, uh, cover off your questions. So without further ado, let's talk about the, uh, the uh, All In Football Podcast League, which is getting very close at the top. Um, Adrian Chippendale leading by three points over Gavin Webb uh, with uh, Jeff Belcher only a further seven points back so there's ten points covering the top three and and, uh, and Jeff Belcher was our manager of the week as predicted in game week 31 with Charleston delivering with 17 points Holgate as well um, very very nicely done there Jeff it, unfortunately this week even though you and Adrian got exactly the same amount of points um, the manager of the week award it's going to have to go to Adrian just simply because he didn't take a minus four. So in a tie, in a case of a tie, he did one free transfer and you did uh, one transfer and then paid minus four for it. So Adrian, manager of the week for game week 32, well done, top of the mini league. Uh, Son captain, everyone who had Son captain did well um, and, uh, and everyone that didn't, didn't. That's well done, Alex. Someone got a hat trick. Uh, that's new, George, what happens in FPL. Really pleased to say that the three guys at the top of our mini league are all in the top 15,000 in the world. So I'm, I'm incredibly proud of our league at the moment. I can't lie. I think that's uh, that's it's great. And you see Adrian, Gavin and Jeff all in that, uh, all in that top bracket and our very own Tom Hughes, we've got 42 K um, and then all the way down to the podcast teams just outside the top 100K. So we've got six managers in the top 100,000 and three of them in the top 15K. So, uh, yeah. Just need to add a few points onto that podcast league one, though, don't we? The podcast team. Yes. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I've, uh, I've not done not done us any favours, have I? Let's be honest. <laughs> Poor Bernardo. Um, but yeah, pod league review. Getting very, very exciting towards the end of this league. Um, and I have to say, knowing about the chip situation as well, I think Gav has still got a free hit left. And that's about it. Uh, Jeff's got nothing uh, left in terms of chips. So nothing left. And Adrian, um, I'm pretty sure he's got a bench boost and a free hit left. So top of the league with more, most chips left. Feeling good, Aid. Good luck. Um, he peppers the Instagram uh, DMs. You'd expect him to be up there. 
Like, you keep firing them in there, and I want to. I want to help everyone the best I possibly can do. So let's uh, quickly click onto the um, fixture ticker that we were looking at last week because a couple of things have happened on here now, which um, potentially change situations. So, so the main one we need to look at is Chelsea. What a match, by the way, Scott. It wasn't bad, was it? Not too bad. Yeah, they, they, you know, they. I think they showed what they did on. At the weekend, I think that's certainly gotten a confidence boost in it, smashing Southampton. And yeah, it, they were unbelievable. And But I think there was one person, one person only with one second of magic that changed that tie. And it was 52-year-old Luka Modric with that outside of the, outside of the boot ball. That was, that was just, yeah, so that sexy. Was just so sexy. I, I watched that on repeat for hours. And I'm, I'd admit I got slightly turned on by it. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I um, it was the way that the uh, Darren Fletcher was like, "What a finish, first time finish." And Glenn Hoddle in the commentary was like, "That pass, <laughs> oh my god!" It was a uh, but yeah, amazing game. I love champ. I love Champions League second legs. I think they're just some of them are just incredible. Um, when there's so much to play for and like deficits to cover, convert back and are oh, the quality on pitch. Um, the upshot is, of course, is that Chelsea are out the Champions League. So. Game week 34 or game week 35 now, if they beat Crystal Palace in the FA Cup, could become a double game week for Chelsea. So at the moment, they're down for double in 36 and double in 37. If they beat Crystal Palace in the Cup, that'll be a single game week in game week 37 against Leicester. And the game against Man United will either move to midweek 34 or midweek 35, meaning Man United will blank in game week 37. Not that anyone's got any United players anyway, but it's just to bear in mind. So especially if Chelsea beat Palace, they'll be one of the first teams to have a double game week. Then they'll have back-to-back double game weeks. And of course, they'll only be fighting for that one game for the the FA Cup final and the rest will be all about the league and securing third place. So either way, I, I, I would say after this weekend... It's all in, all in on Chelsea. Um, even even if they do lose to Palace or beat Palace, I don't really care either way. Um, and we've uh, we've got a question that we'll cover off in in a bit about um, which three Chelsea players should I be putting in on, on my wild card if I'm wild carding in 34, which some people are doing. So um, we'll have a have a think about that one. There's a handful to pick from, but uh, we'll we'll cover that. But that's one of the permutations that can happen. The other thing is um, now as well is if Crystal Palace beat Chelsea uh, and make the FA Cup final, which would be amazing news for for Palace if they did, um, then they won't double in game week 37, like they said they're going to. They'll probably double in game week 35. And so, yeah, that's, that's the only thing that would change there. The Villa game would uh, move from 37 to 35. But that would also mean, so e- either way, it looks like now either Aston Villa or Chelsea will have double game weeks in game week 35. Uh, and you never know. Then this It's all, all, all very exciting. These things can all happen. Uh, but it will make the difference in terms of a few transfers that we're going to make. Um, Manchester City again we're just waiting to see if West Ham get through and it could still be 36 or 37 in terms of the double 
Um, same with West Ham, of course, here as well. So we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens with those. Um, Leicester are a very interesting team that we're going to obviously have to discuss. If they manage to beat PSV tonight, it was 0-0 on the first leg. So if they mm-hmm. manage to beat PSV tonight, um, then they're going to play every single midweek until the end of the season. Um, and then the, uh, the, the, fin- the cup finals after the 22nd of May. So uh, probably some heavy rotation in there, but they have the best fixtures and the most left. Nice to make it nice and complicated. So let's go and start talking about that. One of the things, one of the themes that I, I find at this point in the season that we, 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 we get a lot of is that people get too wed to players that have performed really well for them in the past. So I'm talking about players that have had really good runs all season that now potentially might not be doing as well. But we get a little bit blinkered, I think, by the fact that we go, oh, Ramsdale's been amazing this season and Saka's done a a really good job for us. For an example, those two players looking at Arsenal with Thomas Partey being out, etc., um, I mean, I think their their win percentage is thirty three percent without Thomas Partey and like sixty five with him. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. So important to their team, um, but we get a bit wed to these guys. We've got a lot of value in, and we get uh, we get really wed to these players um, that we've uh, done well for all season. So let's have a look at the form, and this is the last six game weeks. So the players on the screen now for the YouTube watchers are the ones that have performed best over the last six weeks. So Son being top of the list. Um, for obvious reasons. They're three double-digit hauls in a row, four points clear of Kane, and then Doherty just behind who is unfortunately injured and probably out for the rest of the season. Ivan Tony, he's done, I think, three double-digit hauls in his last four game weeks. Um, their fixtures don't look too bad moving forward either for, for, for Tony. If I just click on him briefly, you can have a look. They've got Watford, Spurs and Man U, Southampton, Everton and Leeds. So, yeah, not too, not too bad at all for Tony. Um, Kulazewski, done really, really well. Matty Cash, still up there with 47 points. And then we're looking at De Bruyne, Havertz, Mount, and uh, Fabian Scher, Fabian Scher, Fabian Scher for, uh, for, for Newcastle. Uh, ben Davis for Spurs. So everyone's talking about, who, who do I move to from, for Doherty? Do I go Royale? Do I go Regulon? Um Potentially, yes, but Davis is playing every week. Even Coutinho still sneaks it in. You've got Lloris and there you go. With the, the, the list goes on. But there's a few surprise names in there that I think a few people have kind of been sleeping on who have performed really quite well in the last few weeks. So a lot of us have got one or Son or Kane or both. But I think everyone would be quite surprised to see Ivan Tony, Matty Cash, Share, uh, and Davis potentially up there as players. Um, and then it's showing the form of De Bruyne, Havertz, and Mount. Any surprises for you, for you there, Scott? Any anybody in, in there that you were definitely thinking about getting in? Um, anybody in there that you? Yeah, what's your thoughts? Um, I think I've potentially been looking at Ben Davis. I know he's played more of a centre back role, isn't he? But um, I've had him in the fantasy football draft for quite a few weeks now, and he he's definitely been hauling points for me. Um, he does seem to get in, even though he's a centre back, does seem to get in actually okay positions as well. Um, Mason Mount, I can't look at his name because I took him out last week for James Madison, so that was horrendous. Um, Matty Cash is one, it's surprising because of the are actually not doing that great. That just shows how many attacking returns he has been getting in the last few game weeks. He's not really been getting too many clean sheet points. 
Um, other than that, I know Tony's been doing well, but I must say there's been quite a few. I know there's been quite a few penalties in that little run, okay. so that is definitely something to bear in mind when you're looking at Tony. The Ericsson effect's been good though, hasn't it? When you look at it, he's got yeah. four wins in his 90 minutes that he's played, um, which is which is excellent. Uh, and then you wanted to just quickly have a. I mean, the goals obviously works really quite closely with those attacking returns and numbers. Uh, other players that snuck in there, Jack Harrison's got three goals in his last three. I think he's got eight, eight and nine in terms of points or eight, nine and nine in terms of points in his last three. Um, so he's he's been delivering um, and, and Jota just just constantly chips away at goals, doesn't he? Um, he's a player he's a player that'll do... He, doesn't, he didn't perform very well against Chelsea, um, against Man City, but he got a goal. Um, exactly. I saw someone post something like this. Jota, um, you know... What's the word? I don't know, like pulling the wool over people's eyes because he gets a goal and does nothing else in the game. Well, actually, isn't that his job to get a goal? So actually, it's it's one of those, isn't it? Um, there's, he is certainly a rotation risk, though, with the talent they've got there, though, at the minute. Um, in those Because Firmino as well, he seems to be coming on some form. He scored a couple last night, didn't he, in the Champions League? And, um, you know, I think he scored the other week in the Prem, so... That would be quite a scary one to move on for me, Jota, personally. Yeah. Um, uh, cheap forwards, Kucho, for, for, for Watford. Still got, he's still got three goals and an assist in his last five games. I mean, that's... I, I, didn't, I, didn't I think even... he's uh, nursing an injury at the minute, though, isn't he? Oh, fine. Okay, fine. Um, and uh, Zaha as well, sneaking in with his three goals in the last five. And one was a penalty that needs to be retaken, wasn't it, as well? Yeah. Uh, Rodrigo has been looking much better under Jesse Marsh as well. Um, that has to be said seven appearances three goals so there's, there's I think one of the things that we, we end, what my point is I'm trying to make here is we get really quite clouded by the past and like you talk about Cucho and Tony and you're like <laughs> really come on no chance would I put those in um, you know s- someone like Rodrigo in the beginning of the season like or even like 10 game weeks in, if someone had said, I'm going to put Rodrigo in my team, and I kind of thought, I think Tom did at one point, didn't he? But <laughs> you just look at it and you'd go, no chance. But um, And then players like Saka, who've been right up near the top, haven't been performing as well um, in terms of numbers, uh, points, etc. So looking at the fixtures, moving forward uh, for the rest of the season, Leicester, our top of the fixture ticker, because they've got the most fixtures left. And also they've got um, uh, good fixtures, as well, it has to be said. So I wanted to take a look at Leicester and have a quick look at who we would probably look at getting in from them as a team. So off the last six game weeks, four points, we've got Kasper Schmeichel at the top with 33 points. So anybody who's looking at wildcarding or free hitting or anything like that, you know, Schmeichel has been, yeah, has, has delivered points. And there was a penalty save in there, I think. Um, but still, 33 points is good. Madison, 30. Outdoing Barnes by uh, four points so far. So if you've, got, if you've gone for that option, if you went for Madison over Barnes, um, then you've done better, even though he has been involved in one game less. And then the other player on here that where do we do need to just, just take note of is Dewsbury Hall. Now, Dewsbury Hall has played six games. He's played every minute in the league in the last uh, six game weeks. Every minute in the league in the last six game weeks. And in terms of shots, he's 
equal second behind Barnes, who's miles clear in terms of shots. They have 19 shots, um, only six of them on target. But had 19 shots in terms of his XG as well for Dewsbury Hall. He was a little bit lower down, but I think it was expected assists. He was quite far. Yeah, it was. Expected assists, he was third again behind Madison and Barnes. So if you're looking for an enabler, potentially, if you are wildcarding in 34 or you're looking to release funds somehow, um, he's an option. A cheap option that I think a lot of people wouldn't have even thought of. I, I enjoy watching him play. But the Madison versus Barnes uh, debate has raged on. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's looking like Madison's best. What are you feeling about the midfield of Leicester? Well, I was actually seriously looking at Jurisbury Hall last week as my player to bring in and keeping Mason out in there and taking one of my cheaper players out. Uh, I really like Jurisbury Hall. I think he's a class player. But the reason I didn't was because I didn't feel like he gets forward enough He's usually the assist to the assist kind of guy. Um, he does get into the final third at times, but is that kind of player that knocks it out wide and then the player crosses it in. Now, obviously, just to um, sum up my horrendous sort of decisions this game week, he went and what, got like two assists on a golden ASM at the weekend. Did really well. Amazing. Uh, um, but I would say one of the reasons I was looking at him is because he is one of Brendan's go-to guys. He plays week in, week out, every minute, doesn't seem to get injured. Um, and he does, he's grown in confidence. He's, he's not a young kid, let's be honest. He's, he's quite new to a lot of people, myself, but he's he's not a young kid. He's just like, what took taking a while to come through to the first team. Um, and I think he's, out of all those midfield and attacking options, he's the one that's probably going to get rotated the least with all these runner games. So, like I said, if you want a cheap enabler that you think, you know what, it's probably going to play week in, week out, I would absolutely, I would get Jewsby Hall over um, Barnes, put it that way. Fair enough. I think that's a, it's a, it's a, I think it's a good way of looking at it. Uh, entries into the final third, he was, he was high up there in, in terms of touches in the final third um, per 90. He's been top as well, Jewsbury Hall. Yeah. You know, he's the sort of player that's involved in the game constantly. Um, what he does, though, what he does is he passed it to Thomas, you see. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, what, what's um, interesting about the defence, though, for Leicester, so I, just wanted to, I wanted to have a, a, a quick look at those because a lot of people have thought, well, if I can't get Schmeichel, you know, Doherty replacement, who's the best replacement going to be? And ideally, if, let's say, you haven't got any free hits left, Leicester are the only team with Arsenal that double in 33 and 36. Um, so, especially if they've got your bench boost left, but no free hits. Um, Amati still seems to be playing every game. Uh, everyone's had this fear of him being dropped, and I completely agree with it. Like Evans for Farner, Soyunchu, they even bought Vestergaard in this summer. Like he was the fifth choice centre back, but he's still playing and and, and is, isn't getting dropped because he's probably the only one that's stayed fit. Yeah. Um, he's looked all right. He's not looked too bad, um, but he's been up there. Soyunchu is just that everyone wants, as soon as anyone's fit, they drop him. So he seems to be the one that actually goes if Johnny Evans can play. One of the players that I do really like is Mr. James Justin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, four appearances, obviously one of the one off the bench, but he's had the most for shots. I mean, if you look at XG for defenders, 0.55 to 0.1. Like he's, he's miles clear in terms of expected assist, miles clear again of any others. Um, he just he's just one of those players up there again behind Amati with expected points, but that's only because, of course, he's played two games less. That he's the sort of player that I think you look at seven points so far, 
he's one of those players that could, could, could go off. We've seen him do it at the beginning of last seat last season, being a last season. Yeah, this season? Can't even remember now. Last when season, he, I think. Beginning of last season was amazing, yeah. wasn't it? He got a really bad injury. Mm. Um, but Justin's the sort of player where he can get you good returns at 4.9. He, and that's the same as Doherty, I think, at the moment. So if you are moving sideways, I'm seriously considering Justin this week in my own team um, as, a de- as a defensive move. Uh, defensive lot, Scott? Anything quickly on the on the uh, on the last of the boys defensively? Any difference? If you can afford him, get Justin. But Amati's not a, really not a bad option at all. I would stay away personally from every other defender. The last. Uh, and the um, I still wouldn't gamble on bringing Ianacho in personally. And I, I know he's 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 definitely delivered a better result than Daka has when he's been in the league. But if you are free hitting this week, then Ianacho. Seems to be a relative option. We will have the uh, they'll have the Leicester lineup at some point, I'm sure, during this pod. Um, if you want to look at that scar, it's going to kick off in an hour, don't it? So, um, but you know, finding out who starts for them, they'll probably play their first team tonight because they need to to get through because uh, it's their chance of a trophy. Um, so yeah, that, that's uh, it starts tonight. In actual, mm-hmm. yeah, so it makes me worry about it in the double game way. Jewsby Hall, Madison. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Justin, um, Justin no um, Amati, no Justin. <laughs> so okay. Probably going to play in the league. Probably going to play in the league then. So, yes, Justin seems like a, a, a good option for them. I'd, I'd stay away from, from, the, from the strikers. So that's the, uh, the, the analysis on Leicester. Um, the doctor replacement. Yeah, Schmeichel, good option. Doctor replacement, I'd go for Justin personally. Amati, if you can want to throw it funds, why not? Take take the move, take the risk. In terms of midfielders, if you can afford Madison, he's number one. Then it's pretty close, I think. Dewsbury Hall and then and Barnes. I think Dewsbury Hall's a great enabler. And then uh, stay away from their strikers. So that's the... Uh, I, I had a couple of questions about Leicester. I've, I've got a question. It might be a question coming up already, but I think it kind of links okay because we've just said about docket replacement. So I... Um, if you like me, you know, I've got Doherty and Tierney, which a lot of people will have, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. Um, you've said one option there is to go sideways to Justin, which I love. Now, for myself as well, and I'm sure a lot of other people, we're sat there with Amati, and I'm definitely not doubling up on a Leicester. I don't want two Leicester defenders. So who are we looking at, do you think, potentially for that? Is his name Marcus Alonso? <laughs> I really like Alonso, actually, as as, as a as a gamble pick. I genuinely do, um, but you know, it depends how much money you've got in the bank. Because I do think we're going to move on to Chelsea now, and we're going to want to triple up on Chelsea. I think for the rest of the season, whether they're in the FA Cup or out of the FA Cup, and I think one of the players you need to bring in in defence in replacement for Tierney or Doherty. I think one of those players needs to be a Chelsea defender mm. and it all depends on who you can afford um, and who you can't. <laughs> Obviously, you know, great statement. Um, sometimes you say words for no reason, isn't it? who you can afford and who you can't. Obviously, I think, I think there's one one boy here that's top of the list if you can, surely. Well, it's got to be Mr. James, hasn't it? If you can afford him. He's just, he's unbelievable. Um I think that this is these these statistics here aren't, aren't really great. I'm just kind of using them for for a list. I'm going to have a look at these statistics more for for the um, for for the midfielders. But when you're looking at James, was James and Alon James is the, the, the better pick. Alonso is the slightly more. 
I've got gambling problems, but I'm saving point eight. He could end up working really well. Um, you never know because he does take set pieces. And if you get a lot, if you get the Alonso's haul, you just you're laughing, aren't you? Because he's also his ownership so much lower. And then the boring middle of the road pick is Rudiger. Now Rudiger's had the second most amount of shots of any defender this season. Apparently, can't believe these sort of statistics, can you? Um, but he's probably the most reliable starter. But I actually think that once we've get this game week out of the way, that other than that Leeds match before the FA Cup final, if they get to the FA Cup final, that is. Sorry, any Palace fans? I don't think I know any Palace fans, to be honest, but there you go. Um, if that's probably the only game James won't play after this week. So, yeah, I like Alonso as the uh, differential pick. But yeah, James Rudiger. Uh, I'd, I'd be, I think in the order, I'd go James and then I'd go Alonso, then I'd go Rudiger. I think for me, Rudiger, I've not been in all season. I don't like the person. I don't like him as a human being. Um, I'm not getting him in. I'm refusing to. Let's get him out of the league and let's move on. He's, uh, and I think there'll uh, there'll be much, much problem with getting him out of the league. I think he's uh, been messing around with his contract for however long, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, can we just can we just quickly, you know, just reflect on the fact that in the last five appearances, N'Golo Kante's had three assists. I mean, that's just amazing, isn't it? Um, moving on, because no one's buying him. Uh, Havertz is just an absolute must if you're going on the Chelsea midfield. Um, for any wild carders in 34, it's for me, it's Havertz, Mountain James, personally. That's the three I'd be going for. Um, I know Scotty obviously got rid of Mount last week. <clears throat> but, <clears throat> but Do you know where he was? I remember the deadline just, and I panicked because I was like, I need to get a Leicester player in. I wish I missed a deadline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was brilliant. You wish it was that. I really wish I didn't. It's cost me like 12 points <laughs> in the end. Um, yeah, uh, in terms of midfielders, it's a no-brainer. It's Havertz and Mount. There's, there's no other ones to consider for me, personally. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. Your ZH can, can hurt you sometimes. Your pull it can score some, some... I mean, you missed them two chances against Madrid. But yeah, uh, so to move on from Chelsea, um, it seems to me like... Those are the, uh, are the are the best options, and I wouldn't touch Mendy still because he does he did rotate him with us um, Ariza Balaga last week last um, season, didn't he? I just don't think he's I don't think he's worth it really um, as a goalkeeper. Been a bit cheery lately as well. Yeah, it's a bit weird. He made that save from that free kick. He was so much for the cameras. It was crazy. Um, Arsenal are a debate because they're a double game week team, and. They don't look anywhere near as good uh, without Party, Tierney, and you know the 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 obvious issue that they've got with Lacazette. Um, it's just it's just not quite. He's not obviously not scoring enough goals. Um, it, it's it's an if they're a, a tough team for me. So their fixtures for the season they've got Chelsea and Southampton. It's a double game week. Then they've got Man United. Then they've got West Ham. Then they've got Spurs. Then they have got Leeds, Newcastle and Everton to finish off. I just don't know at the moment if I'd be investing any more into Arsenal just right now. What are your feeling on them? More from a footballing perspective than an FPL probably, but from both sides. They're out of form. Is my, is my, yeah. They've had a really, they were looking good. And like you say, your, your party's gone out and there's just no party anymore at Arsenal. Is there? It's, uh, they're a team out of form. They're looking a bit, Meh. 
I watched them get turned over by Palace a couple of weeks ago and they were they were crap. Uh, they couldn't handle a Monday night under the Selhurst Park lights at all. They absolutely crumbled. Um, and yeah, for me, they've gone right off the boil. The, the only player I would look at, and it's only because of his price point, is Martin Odegaard. That is the only yeah. player I would consider yeah. if I needed to get someone in. But I'm not. If game week 37 and 38, if they pick the form up, absolutely, I'd be pretty excited to jump on them again for the last couple of game weeks. But for now, with that pretty tough one, you, you expect Chelsea is going to be a tough game. You expect a reaction from Southampton. Um, Manu, no, no, what are you going to get? Um, West Ham is going to be a tough game. <laughs> Um, and then Spurs, the way they're going, we're looking at one of the best teams in the league at the minute. And Leeds, let's be honest, they're, they've absolutely turned it around. So I wouldn't be jumping on them. I agree. Um, I got the stats up for party. Um, the average goals they score per game is 0.3 without him. Wow. And I think one of the problems that they have, and I know Dave, David Byrne, who listens to the podcast, massive Arsenal fan, he might have an opinion on this one as well. Um, so I hope I do, do the uh, the fan side justice. But Odegaard tends to play a lot deeper. And then they've moved Xhaka to the left-back role, it seemed, against Brighton. Yeah. And then in the centre of midfield, it, instead of having Party and Xhaka that seem to be working really well, they're two completely different players. And then also it took away Odegaard in the 10 role. Now, don't get me wrong, I think Smith Rowe is a good player. But it just they've had to completely change their system and style. And they don't have the strength in depth to be able to take party missing and Tierney um, so my my worry is that they're going to not do as well um, I don't get me wrong I, I'm not selling Saka for this double game week <laughs> I'm not going to lose my mind and get rid of him I'll obviously hold Ramsdale because I don't think Southampton will score personally I think that's probably going to be a nil-nil they might even nick it Arsenal 1-0 um, and Chelsea I don't know what, what Chelsea we're going to get but still yeah I, it's interesting isn't it um, without party, they're, they're going to struggle. So, yeah, no investment into Arsenal for me, uh, personally, at this very moment in time. Um, takes us really nicely onto Spurs, actually. Uh, 28 goals they've scored in the last 10 games, and that includes two 1 0 losses to Middlesbrough in the Cup and 1 0 to Burnley. So, they've actually scored 28 goals in eight games. Uh, they've only conceded. Well, they have only conceded. They've conceded nine. There are three clean sheets in their last six. So, questions we have from Spurs about Spurs are uh, when you're having a look at Doherty, um, do, which which defender do you go for if you want to stick with Spurs? And personally, I'm I'm not that wed to sticking to Spurs as a defence at all, actually. Um, but Davis at four point four, he frees up a lot of funds. He seems to be getting some good points. Um, if we have a look at points per 90 um, and we have a look at expected goal involvement, Sessegnon's been doing quite well with Regulon. I mean, Sessegnon's back from injury now. Is he going to be rotated with Regulon? I don't know. I, th- I think Sessegnon, fully fit, is preferred over Regulon. I don't think um, Conte likes Regulon at all. Yeah, and I, I think when way. Sessegnon was fit, he was on the right run in the team and he's looking good. So I would be, that's what, I wouldn't go for either, but that's why I wouldn't go for Regulon. Sessing on at 4.3 would be an interesting gamble for anyone, wouldn't it? Let's be honest. Um, but I, I like the solidity of Davis, 4.4, if you want a defender from Spurs. But I, I just don't want a defender from Spurs, really. I still don't trust their defence that much. 
Um, I, I agree. I think Lloris has been doing a lot of good saves recently as well, hasn't he? Let's be yeah. honest. He's he's definitely got one and in to go through his legs, by the way, and he Lurie. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then obviously we need to have a look at the uh, the guys going forward. Incredibly briefly, uh, we all know if we could afford to have Son and Kane in the team, we probably all would do at the moment. Some of us do, which is great. Eighty chips top of our league now because he's had both of them. That's the that's what's happened. Um, it's really fallen into place. Um, but Kulazewski, um, a, a solid third player. Um, is it worth ripping your team up to get Son in? Uh, I've seen a lot of people do, and this will lead us nicely into our Liverpool chat, the chat about this going Son, Salah to Son um, when they're getting rid of Doherty because then that's they've had Doherty, Kulazewski and Kane. A lot of people then go, oh my God, that's a lot of Spurs attack. But when we have a look at their fixtures, Brighton have been terrible until they lost to um, uh, Arsenal, beat Arsenal, sorry. I think they'd lost like eight of the last nine or something stupid. Brenda's run. Spurs, Brentford, we've got Brentford, Leicester. Leicester's defence is not very good. And then they've got the North London derby. And then, obviously, they've got Liverpool away in there. Then Burnley at home and Norwich away. If you're going to triple up on Spurs, you could do a hell of a lot worse than the team that's scored 28 goals in the in eight, eight football matches. Well, eight of the last 10 matches with 28 goals. Um, your take on, on Spurs before we move on to, to Liverpool. Um, and also, would you do, would you do some in the summer? Um, my take on Spurs is, yeah, if there's three players I'd only want in that team, and that is Kane, Son and Kulaveski. And I have Kane and Kulaveski, and I would love Son. Like, I'd absolutely love him, but I don't know if I could get him in. And for me to get him in, it would be the seller out. I don't know if I've got the minerals for it. Um, he's, I don't know. It's one of those, it's like he's due, he's due, he's due. He, he, he was rested when he, he sat on the bench yesterday, for example, obviously resting him for the semi against City. Um, he's been looking. I actually think he's he looked quite good against City at the weekend. Um, I thought he looked a lot better there. He seems, I don't know if this is just me, for Liverpool, he seems to be really hogging that, uh, right-hand side. It doesn't seem to be in as much, um, whereas obviously everyone's expected him to do the odd cotton to the left, swing it in, and he was, he was very close to scoring last week by doing just that. But he seems to then, a lot of the time, then cut back onto his right, because they know he's going to go on his left, and that's always leads to a cross example, uh, for example. But, I don't know, I don't think I've got the minerals to go away from Salah, because he's still an absolute class act, and what happened last time against Man United? Well, I'm going to. Uh, I, I don't remember, mate. So um, I'm going to. I'm going to absolutely frighten anybody now who thinks they're going to sell Salah. Uh, so Mo Salah, top for shots, top for his last six game weeks, um, which apparently is the time when he's looked not bothered and all the rest of it uh, since um, Afcon. Top for shots on target, top for shots in the box, top for XG. So this is for for Liverpool. Top for XGI, so that includes assists. He is second for expected assists behind guess who? Trent Alexander-Arnold for obvious reasons. Um, He's top for expected points uh, and he still is right down here in terms of actual points scored. 10 points off the top. But all of his statistics, all of his statistics say that he should uh, be scoring points. And his minutes... Per XGI, expected goal involvement, non-penalty, 
And this was pre the City game, by the way. So his minutes, expected goal involvement, non-penalty, from game weeks 1 to 18 was 117.9 minutes he was expected to be involved in a goal. Since game week 19, per 90, 53.5. Wow. Halved. But his output's not there. Yeah. So his conversion, it shows how incredible he was beginning the season. Conversion. It, his conversion means it was unbelievable. He is due. What I will say is that I absolutely have, have no problem with anybody taking Mo Salah out right now to restructure the team, to get a De Bruyne or a Son uh, or both of them, or to go wildcard, uh, wildcard, De Bruyne, Son, Havertz, Mount, Dewsbury Hall, midfield. I, I have no problem with it because it attacks the last game weeks. And if you are chasing, that's fantastic because I absolutely guarantee you none of those top three lads in our league will take Salah out because they won't, they, they won't want to risk it, especially when it looks, looking at this, it'll make or break their season. I mean, if they take them out, they'll just drop like a stone because the, the ownership up there is crazy. Whereas if you are trying to make big leaps, big gains towards the back end of this season and you are 150, 175K and you want to break the top 100K, sure, if Salah delivers to the numbers that he says on here, you could be screwed. But the other thing to say is, is that if you keep him and he does really well, then everyone else has got him and everyone else is going to do really well. So you're not going to do uh, as many big gains. But yeah, the, the mo or no, I think generally in, in a vacuum, it's a keep um, and his statistics look good. But it's all about what your aims are. It's all about what you want to do with FPL um, at this very moment in time. And I'm seriously considering taking him out because... I don't care if I come 10th in our league or I come 6th. I want to try and win it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of my my attitude towards it, which to be fair is why, you know, majority of the time towards the end of a season, my overall rank drops off a little bit because I try and take a few gambles and they don't really pay off. So maybe don't listen to me about those. Uh, but if you are wildcarding and you are 200k in the world, for an example, I don't, I don't see any, any problem with that. Um, so yeah, Liverpool, great. Spurs, we've done. City. We got to touch base on Manchester City. They are through to the um, Champions League semi-finals, which means that they will have play in midweek 34 and midweek 35. And if they get through to the FA Cup final, they will play in midweek 36 and they will play again in midweek 37. So Pep Roulette will be all over the place. But... I hope you're ready for this. I'm very excited by it. When you have a look at the players that Man City have, you've got to look at the ones that get that feature more often than not. And there are certain players that seem to be staples in, in Pep's team. We all know that if De Bruyne is fixed, we know he got a knock against in, in that brawl with Atletica. <laughs> I didn't even watch it. I've just seen all the headlines after. Um, so I called it a start with him. I should have stood a 10 on it. I knew it would be nil-nil. Headline um, or hairlines? There you go. Yeah, I see. Uh, but um, De Bruyne... I'll tell you yeah. what, if you were playing that, it'd have been having a right tug at your, you know, ruggle there, wouldn't he? He was all over Grealish, wasn't he, Savage, apparently. He was... Um, he wasn't happy about his Gucci deal, wasn't he? Was he not? He was, he, was, he was treating him mean. That's what it seemed like, <laughs> looking at the pictures. And he was giving uh, Raheem Sterling a kiss on the face. 
Um, Raheem Sterling, who had the most Raheem Sterling performance I've ever seen in my life against uh, against Liverpool, when he actually when he scored that goal, I thought, no, he's, he's delivered. He scored in a big game. Uh, he's got to be out for a change for him. Got to be offside. <laughs> I was just like, every time he's so close to being amazing, isn't he? Um, but yeah, City Edison, you know, he plays every time. But Foden, Laporte, De Bruyne, Bernardo, Rodrigo. And Cancelo. Those are the players that seem to get picked every single time. So if you've got Cancelo, amazing news. Um, but if you're looking at getting a midfielder in, when you look at someone like Kevin De Bruyne, I mean, he's he's playing part, apparently in a, in a three behind the front three. He still had the most shots equal with Mares, but Mares shoots on sight, shoots on sight, doesn't he? Um, but De Bruyne's had the most shots on target. He's had the most shots in the box. He's got the highest expected goal involvement. I'm pretty sure he's got the highest expected assists. You know, De Bruyne absolutely is a player that, you know, City's still one point in it for this title. So they're going to have to play the best team. No doubt he'll have to miss a game at some point or he'll get subbed off early at some point. He has to be. But um, I think between Laporte, Cancelo, Foden and uh, De Bruyne, you're going to see four players there, obviously, Edison as well. Who are going to feature relatively heavily for the for the rest of the season here? Um, it's it's just is he too expensive, De Bruyne? The can you afford to have him and Kane and Salah and Trent and Cancelo? It, I think that's the tricky thing. What's your take on City, Scott? Yeah, I mean, if I was to yeah, Kevin De Bruyne is the player to get, isn't it? Uh, if he can, um, you've, the amount of possession City have, um, he's, he's not a sweat for you not having a sweat for him to have a sweat, if that makes sense. Like, he's yeah. always going to be sniffing chances and sniffing, setting people up. So it's not like this next team we're going to look at where you might have a Bruno Fernandes and he, he can go a whole game without looking like he's going to do anything. You've always got a chance of returns for De Bruyne. And when I had him in, sort of, December, January time. It was incredible. And I and it's what something we said on the podcast a few times. He's such a fun player to watch. It's why I enjoy still having Salah in my team because he is fun to watch. Um, he's not one of these players where you think, oh, like Kane was at the start of the season, let's be honest. He was getting like one chance he had to score it. Um, yeah. He's fun. Now Kane is a fun player to watch because he's, he's in that you know quarterback role a bit more now. He's always sniffing chances and that. So for me, if I could, I would I would get De Bruyne in, but his price is just so high. You'd have to take cuts elsewhere. I'd be tempted to take cuts um, with the defense. I think we've 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 gone down different ways all season. I'd, if I was the wild card, I think I'd go cheap on defense and have those heavy hitters in attack. Your Kane, your Son, your De Bruyne. I'd want all three of them in there. That's interesting. I think. If you have Kane, Son, De Bruyne, and then hopefully Havertz and Mount, then you'd be looking at your maybe Matetas, Dewsbury Halls, yeah. um, and then you'd have to probably look at Amati, maybe even someone like a Cedric at four point two. You know, you have to facilitate these guys, and because I mean, you're not going the rest of the season without Trent, are you? So it's just, or maybe are you? I don't know, um, <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, but yeah, six fixtures: Brighton at home, Watford at home, Leeds away, Newcastle at home, West Ham away, Wolves to go in there, and then Villa at home. I mean, 
yeah, it's amazing. They just needed to not lose to Liverpool, and I think that's uh, an amazing run now towards uh, towards potentially the uh, potentially the title. Um, when I look at Man United, uh, we've we've we're going to sort of segue into the free hit section of this now a little bit. Segue into it. Um, do, do you know what I'll do before we do this? We'll segue into the free hit, but I'm just going to mention three of the teams really briefly because they'll also be important for for free hits. Um, so we've talked about Brentford actually already with Ericsson. So two of the teams, sorry, Newcastle and Southampton are two teams. So Newcastle as options, I think we've got to look at potentially Fabian Cher, um, or uh, maybe even Dan Byrne. I'll have seen a few Matt targets thrown in there as well. And uh, defensively for, uh, for Newcastle for their double game week, because they've got Crystal Palace and Leicester both at home. And then, uh, we're looking because Fraser's out, et cetera, isn't he? So looking at Chris Wood or potentially uh, Alan St. Maximan as a striker, these are all options for, for, for free hitters. And also, if you're not free hitting this game week, um, but you still have your wild card left, I look at Newcastle and I go, right, Palace, Leicester and then Norwich. If you're wild carding in 35, for an example, then you can take them all out for the Liverpool, Man City and Arsenal games. Um, good options, potentially there, uh, for, for, for one-hit wonder gambles. Uh, and then Southampton, they've lost five of the last six. And um, the other game, they drew one-one with Leeds. So I mean, you could look potentially at James Ward-Prowse, Che Adams, but um, I wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be spending a lot of time being bothered with uh, Southampton assets at this very moment in time. So anyway, United. Uh, if you if you are free hitting this week, I have to stress that you have no idea what Man United are going to do. And I have to also stress is that their first game is against Norwich and it's at home. So it's the best fixture you can possibly have in the league. So if we have a look at expected assists uh, and expected goals, let's just have a look at expected goal involvement. Uh, Shock horror, Mr. Bruno Fernandes is up top, followed by uh, Ronaldo. Now, they're obvious options. They're obviously expensive. They're obviously people that you could put in your free hit team if you wanted to do so. Uh, Paul Pogba, you could if you wanted to gamble on him, but he doesn't start every single time. The next two players down on this list are the two players. If I was free hitting Man United, I'd probably put in my team. Jaden Sancho, not a massive surprise there. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, Fred. Let that one sink in for you. Fred is getting into much more advanced positions. In terms of XG for Manchester United, he's third only to Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes. He has actually scored and got an assist in his last six. When you're looking at expected assists, he exists in the top seven or eight players. He is the sort of player at 4.9 who could really help enable your uh, your free hit team. Um, if you wanted to go with three more expensive Leicester options, if you wanted to go with Schmeichel, Madison and Ian Acho, um, instead of a Dewsbury Hall, you could potentially go with someone like Fred. Scott, I was really interested when I saw your free hit draft um, that would have been... It's interesting for me to put up on the screen, but uh, unfortunately I couldn't get it to work. So I'm going to have to get you to read it out instead. Okay. Um, but you had no Manchester United players in your free hit draft at all. So uh, why don't you, for your, did you not? Did you not have any in yours at all? I didn't have any, no. No. Uh, if you don't mind reading out reading out yours to, uh, to, the, to the fans, that'd be great. Uh, sure, it's Schmeichel. Um, um, went for the cheapest keeper option that plays as Foster. And then Cancelo, Amati, Trent, Simicast, Dan Byrne, Bowen, Kevin De Bruyne, Madison, Son, Odegaard, Che Adams, Kane, 
and Scarlet, Scarlet, just because it is the cheapest strike on the game. Yeah, um, I was tried to go as aggressive as I could for it. I just really just wanted eleven players that would play, and then yeah, looking at it, um, I sort of did. I'd looked at it initially, and I did have Bruno and Ronaldo sort of on my drafts, and then because of this fixture, but and then I was looking at other games, and I was like, there was there was too many good players, such as Kevin De Bruyne and your and your Spurs players that had. Essentially, not single game weeks, but game weeks where they had one good fixture. Yeah. Um, so they're both played Brighton. They both played Brighton. And they both played, yeah, Brighton, played Brighton and they both got a second tough, tougher fixture, right? No, they're, they're both uh, literally Spurs and uh, uh, Man City. Their both fixtures are just both right now. Because Brighton have literally the worst double game making I've ever seen in my life. Spurs away and City away. That's why I've not even talked about them. <laughs> just, so that's... That, that's why I'd rather have I'd rather have Kane and Son and uh, De Bruyne and Cancelo mm-hmm. one game week because all we're doing is comparing game weeks because that other fixture for Man U Liverpool away is let's just forget about it because they're going to get beat four or five nil. Um, there, there's no point in thinking about it. So for me, I would rather back Spurs and Man City against a joke Man United team at the minute. You know me, I'm not I'm not a Leeds fan. I'm not a Man U pasha. But mm-hmm. at the minute, they're all over the place. I wouldn't want to sit there and sweat a game against Norwich, which they seem to struggle against pretty much any kind of team. Um, I would rather be there sweating my, my players in form, my Spurs yeah. lads and my City boys, rather than against Man United players. And yeah, that's that's the reason I didn't include any of them in there. I have to say that, at the moment, there's no way in hell if I'm building my free hit team, my free hit draft, that I would put Bruno and Ronaldo in because I think they take up too much of your budget when you're looking at doing a good free hit. And it's the it's the it's that weird balance, isn't it, between upside and not. So when I was messing around, that was actually Sancho before before I get ripped by YouTube viewers. But um, I was just playing around with the amounts before we we um, set up on here. But let's just, you know, let's just put in um, the Bruyne in there. So when I was looking at my potential options for for free hits, this was the team that I just I put together off the top of my head very very quickly. Um, it was Schmeichel, Cancelo. Burn and Shah, but Amati can can start in there easily enough. The Bruyne, Son, Madison, Saka, and I had Fred, but that could easily be Chris Wood, um, Ian Acho and Kane, and then bench was Foster, Livermento, Wood, and Amati. But I mean, let's just say, for example, Amati comes in for Burn, and then Wood comes in for for Fred. You know, something something along those sort of lines is something that I would look at. Um, I think if you're looking at free hitting, probably seven double game week players or eight double game week players is fine. You know, if you do want to take the Bruiner out to put an, another a double game weaker in, you can do. But because you, you, again, you don't know who's going to start and who's not. But he seems to be the most nailed on. A day to go without Cancelo at the moment because I think he just looks amazing. But I saw so many different free hit drafts and so many of them. Pretty much every single one of these free hit drafts that I sent you over had Bruno. Like pr- pretty much all of them, and I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Now I know that there was the double. I know you had him captain for a double game week, didn't you? Which was, and, and it paid off really well for you. Yeah. Um, but with the Liverpool fixture and United's form, 
his position on the pitch, I kind of get because he is, he seems to be playing like really, really advanced. So if I was going to go for Bruno or Ronaldo, I'd go for Bruno. Yeah. But I just, I just, I just wouldn't go for anyone. If anyone I had a gun is, to my head, I'd go for Fred. He's been the best player this season. He has. He genuinely has. And you know what I felt about Fred last year? And let's not forget, they were so lucky to beat Norwich at the start of the season as well. They beat them 1-0 as a scrappy goal. Um, I think a lot of people went Bruno Katzen. I think I think I went Bruno Katzen or Ronaldo. I think that game. Um, and it was so lucky. Was it a penalty for Ronaldo? Penalty. That, wasn't it? Yeah, penalty. Yeah. And I think that was even controversial. Um, so I, I know it's Norwich and we think you're going to beat them 5 or 6. They're not. They're not going to beat Norwich 5 or 6. Because it's Man United, and am I right in thinking it's the early kickoff on a Saturday? Uh, it is the first game, I think. I'll just oh, no, it's a three pm. It's a three pm kickoff. I know. Well, they're just not going to beat Man United five six nil. There you go. Uh, yeah. Norwich five six nil. No, we're absolutely not. Um, Norwich won, didn't they? The wait, they'll be full of confidence. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a massive game for them. You know, like if they can get a result out of that, yeah, they'll be abs- they'll be absolutely buzzing. Um, so yeah, I, I, I wouldn't trust that. A few other players that I had written down anyway. So for for potential opportunities for for free hitters. So um, obviously in terms of goalkeepers, uh, I, I did I did have um, Ramsdale and Casper uh, Schmeichel, Pope and Dubravka, but I think Schmeichel seems to be the the best option. I did actually put Edison down as a potential option for a goalkeeper um, this week. I don't think I don't think you go far wrong with him or uh, or Hugo Lloris. Um, defensively, your Matt Target I've seen a few times. Um, Justin, James Justin, um, and Castagna we talked about earlier. Uh, and yeah, if you wanted to go for an Arsenal defender, maybe someone like Cedric, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. I've seen a lot of Telles. Um, not a big fan of that, if I'm honest. I think Salah will rip him a new one. Midfielders are interesting. So a couple of players that we haven't um, talked about here. Maxwell Corne, um is on pretty good form. 5.9 million. Burnley have got a pretty good double game week. So if you wanted to put someone cheap in there, you could do Southampton at home, West Ham away. I think they've got a good double game week there. And if you're going to go for a Burnley player, Cornet's your, your, your man. Um, James Ward-Prowse, you can't go too far wrong with him. Uh, don't, don't ever forget uh, Martinelli as well. Um, and then in terms of strikers, yeah, uh, Chris Wood, Ian Acho. Che Adams, if you really wanted to to, to go there. Um, and one player as well that I think if you wanted to take a gamble on in a free hit, would be Gabriel Jesus. Because I think he plays against Brighton, personally, in terms of rotation. Um, and I think City will batter Brighton. I think he'll get 90 minutes in that game. That's my guess, anyway. So, if, but And also, if you're free hitting, just have playing players on your bench. Have a double game week playing player on your bench. If he doesn't play, you don't play. It's just the way I think it's just the perfect opportunity to take. You know, like maybe someone like Mares. If you wanted to gamble on a Mares, you, you, you know he's got a hat trick in him. If you wanted to go with Sterling, you know he's got a hat trick in him. He's a flat track bully against bad teams like this, especially at home. You know, all of these moves aren't aren't bad moves. So um, yeah, those are that's the uh, the, the uh, my feeling on that one. Um, but generally speaking, if you've got a free hit left. Um, I probably would still wait for 37 or 38 if you've got a bench boost in 36. Um, because I think the upside is better in those games. Just closed off. I think the upside is better in those those game weeks. I think the the I think you want your team to be more different in that game week compared to this week. Um, I'm more than happy with my side putting it out. And I think actually 37 or uh, 30, 38 is a fun one. 
Because when you look at Chelsea, they've got Watford at home. I mean, that could be 9-0 um, if Watford are already down. And, you know, Chelsea, I've got nothing, nothing more to play for. Uh, at that point, that will be their last game of the season. Uh, City have got Villa at home, you never know. Uh, Liverpool have got Wolves at home again, you never know. Uh, but yeah, there's a couple of, couple of games in here that I kind of like the look of. I mean, I'd back Palace at home against Man United all day long if that's their last game of the season. Because United will have nothing to play for because they'll be out of top four. They're doubling up on Palace in that game because we are terrible last game of, last game of the season. We are, we are the ultimate on the beach in sandals because we're pathetic as a football club. And those players are pathetic in the last game of the season. Scotty, captain, captain for this game week. It's interesting. Well, it's isn't it? I think it is the toughest game week captaincy choice of the season so far. Um, yeah, um, you can look at your single game week players for me. You're looking at your Kane, your Sons, absolutely. Mm. And then I think you're looking at your Kevin De Bruyne's out here for your single game weeks, maybe even a bloody Cancelo, someone like that. Yeah. And then you've obviously got your big double game week players, which is, you're probably looking at Leicester, which then you're looking at James Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me personally, it's James Madison or you single up on a Kane, Son, Kevin De Bruyne. Or but Salah against Man United at home. We, again, we know what happened in the reverse fixture. Yeah. So I think it's a really tough. I think we're going to see a lot of different uh, captaincy choices this week. It's just whether you hold your... I think if you hold your nerve, and go for a single game week. The only thing I'm worried about for Spurs is the 12.30 Saturday lunchtime kickoff. I can Never particularly a good one. It just ruins your weekend if you capture yeah. some rubbish, doesn't it, in that first game? Uh, but I do feel the way Brighton play will probably play into Spurs' hands, especially mm. at home. Um, I think if you've got Son, I think he's, he's probably the best option. Um, you know, Madison... Again, best double game week. We're going to see a good variety of captains this week. And I genuinely think that none of them are bad moves. I, I, can't, I can't say I'm going to see someone make a mistake here uh, and put the armband on someone that they shouldn't because genuinely, De Bruyne, Salah, Son, Kane, Madison, um, any of them are a good idea, just not for Kaio Saka. Speaking from experience. Yeah, I won't be doing that, mate. No, no, me neither. And also, if you do want to go, if you are chasing and you do want to go different, it isn't the worst thing in the world to captain Bruno or Sancho. It really isn't. Because you genuinely do not know what United are going to show up. If you're stupid enough to have him in your team, then yeah. Yeah, kind of if you've put Bruno in, you probably should captain him. (laughs) Funnily enough. Um, but I, I think that's kind of covered off the, the questions that we've had this week. Um, uh, you know, the best Doherty replacements in terms of uh, KDBs and Sons and should we get them in or not? Tripling up on Chelsea and, and kit captain in, uh, captains this week. I think we've, uh, we've covered off those, those quite nicely, Scotty. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll call it a day there. So people have got time to uh, digest this before the Saturday deadline at 11am. When so, is that? Uh, uh, 11, 11am. I'm going to set an alarm. Uh, in my uh, in my phone to make sure that we, uh, we we don't miss it this week. We don't miss it. I don't miss it this week. Loyal we. Um, thank you ever so much, guys, for, for joining us. I really appreciate it, as always. Thank you so much for sending in your questions, participating in the league. It makes this show so much fun. We're still so happy that we can we, we do this in conjunction with our, our friends' mini league that we've got as the podcast league. It uh, just makes it even more fun, so I would be really enjoy it, even when I do forget the deadline. I still genuinely enjoy doing this every single week. So don't forget to like the video, share it with your mates, subscribe, and also follow us on our social platforms, uh, on a football pod, on a football P, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Scott, thanks for joining me. No problem. 
and uh, we will uh, see you again next week. Bye for now.